Hey everybody, it's your host Brandon, and welcome to the What is this, honey? podcast, where we will cover all the hot gossip in reality TV, scripted, true crime documentary, and my life, and all the little things in between that make you scratch your head and ask, what is this, honey? Hello, hello. Thank you for coming back to the podcast. We have so much to catch up on, my friends. I am so thrilled. I have the joie de vivre, the joy of life right now, because we're going to get into some nitty gritty Real Housewives of New Jersey. This is our New Jersey episode. The girls, the ladies, I should say, I would ne'er err demean these women. The ladies are in Dublin. They are having a blast. The first thing that I have to say about this episode is I wish, I wish that a real housewife would come into a bar and ask my ass to do a drinking contest. I feel like in our culture, if you're sitting at a restaurant or a bar and you know that the real housewives are coming, most people would probably try to leave. <laughs> Most people would be like, oh, I want to have a nice dinner. These hoes are about to scream and shout. Me, on the other hand, can you place me as close as possible without breaking any rules of production? And also, I can't be seen on camera. I want my back to be facing the camera, but I want to be able to hear everything that's going on. <laughs> this episode was lit. A lot of people have been giving Jersey some shit. Maybe I'm just a loyal person. Maybe I'm just loyal and you guys are trash. But I am into it. I, they were having a lot of fun. Jackie, Jackie Goldschneider, for, for one, has never been more fun. Has never been more cool than with some frothy beer streamed down the face and all over the extension. I love a messy extension, you guys. I love a messy extension. I love it when you can see the little, what is it? It's not tape. These girls are not wearing tape and extensions. I can tell you that. They're wearing the individual ones, and they're not clip-ins either. I don't know the technical term. Somebody out there let me know what it is. But I love when they pull the hair into a ponytail. There's one part of this episode where Dolores, Black Dolores, Black Dolores, who couldn't be bothered when Marge and Jennifer are going at it. She can't be bothered. She's doing her makeup. When Dolores has her hair pulled into a ponytail and she's trying her best to bring the peace. She's trying her best to bring the peace. The girls don't want it. You can see all those tracks. It's not even tracks. It's the little, it's the individual ones. Can I tell you a story? My first job when I moved to New York City was at Dry Bar. I was the front desk at the 14th Street. Was it 14th Street location? 16th Street. 16th Street location. Hey, Allie. Hey, all you other people at Dry Bar, honey. I had so many up close and personal experiences 
with a hair extension. Let me tell you something, guys. Those extensions are expensive to put in, but they're also expensive to get out. So a lot of times you'll see these, these people out here and it's like, ooh, ooh, you got those extensions put in at Thanksgiving last year, didn't you? We have passed the spring equinox, honey. I'm going to say a prayer for you and your scalp. I'm not telling, I'm not saying that any of the ladies are in that situation, but Jackie's, you know, Jackie's damp, dampened extensions. They made me nostalgic, really. A warm and fuzzy feeling deep in my tum-tum. Down there in my tummy, right where you feel nervousness, excitement, warmth, joy, all those great feelings. That's what I saw when I saw Jackie Goldstein down in that beer. <laughs> we love the housewives. Can I give a round of applause? To the housewives going somewhere that's not in America? Come on. The whole point, me personally, what drew, what drew me to watching shows like this when I was a wee little child, because sadly, I've been raised on reality TV, is that these people had these lives that seemed so unattainable. Like, wow, she drives a Bentley. Her house is the size of a super Walmart. That would actually have impressed me at some point in time in my life. Now I couldn't I couldn't dream of anything worse than that. The planet. You living inside a Walmart and you're bragging about that. Honey, this is how you know. We'll get to Jennifer's probably at you know what? Let's get to it now. Jennifer Aiden is so annoying. <laughs> Jennifer Aiden is the prime example of someone who flies too close to the sun. Was it Esophis? I can't remember his name. Aegeus? Who built himself? It's a Bible parable. Is it a Bible parable? <laughs> it's a story. I assume everything is from the Bible, child. I wasn't allowed to read anything except the Bible until I was 14. I said, Mom, I'm going to fail the EOG, the end of grade testing, if I can't read my school books. I kid. I kid. My mom's probably like, you, I did not tell you that. So serious. Jennifer Aiden had an amazing season last year. And let's just be clear here. I am a Marge. I'm a fan of the Marge. At the same time, I can understand that she'd be doing some crazy shit. Just like that wig and that leave out in the front. I said, March, ooh, you can't. This was working at home probably because somebody else was putting this wig on for you. But right now, it's not. It's this consistency. The wig needs to be washed. Because you washed your hair and then put this wig, this dirty-ass wig on your hair. You can, hey, girl. She needs more gaze around her. But I wrote in my notes. I said, wow, Jennifer Aiden is so annoying. Good grief. She says... God forbid anyone in this group feels bad for me or bad for Teresa. The goal is to be a victim. This makes me go down a rabbit hole. Jennifer Aiden wants to be a victim because she did not get the attention that she needed from her parents and from the people that she loved in her life until she had chaos and misery and despair. I don't know. It could be right. It seems that she has a connection to this rage and this 
grief in this victim complex and love. And what better person to be best friends with than Teresa? <laughs> Teresa Judicia. The things that she says would land, the, the important things that she says would land if she wasn't doing this song and dance this season. She wants to fight with them. She wants to get Margaret so upset that Margaret puts something out from the arsenal. That's what she wants. Because she knows what Margaret is capable of. And these girls know what Margaret is capable of. And for the record, I know what Margaret's capable of, and I still like her. Okay? Do you hate me too? Get over it. This isn't real life. You guys have to understand something. This is not real life. They are in a heightened circumstance. They're being filmed. These girls would never be friends in real life. And so there's going to be an element of <laughs> because who wants to be the center? What do they hold in Jersey? It's, it's what is it? It's not a champagne flute. That's the teaming. It's someone tell me what they hold. Oh, because it's the garden state. What if they were just holding a piece of plot of land? They just hold some gardens, some, some manure. Why am I losing my brain to the idea of they're just holding a patch of their gardens <laughs> that they don't manicure or clean or tend to any of them themselves? No, but it's like, Jennifer, why do you want to be a victim? You have such an abundant life. And that just goes to show you that she really is unhappy. She's mad. The husband said he was going to go to therapy. They are working those things out. They're trying to make... First, also, by the way, you guys, I think Bill Aiden is so cute. Like, he has a little belly. And, I don't know. Middle Eastern fusion. It's the Turkish lips and the cheekbones. But I'm like, okay. Yes, he may not be dad of the year. And she did give him... Let me just say she did give him kudos for meeting her where he was, but I just feel like she is lashing out and it could be because she's bored than I think. Is it though for the show? And if that's okay for her to do for the show, then it's okay for Margaret to talk shit. Cause over here where I'm from, that's just the art of reading, honey. That's just reading a bitch. I, I can't be, you can't be upset at me if what I'm telling you is true or you're mad because the things I'm saying about you are actually true. You realize over there, the Real Housewives of Potomac, people are getting sued for saying shit that's not true. If somebody brings them to your door that you can't dispute, <laughs> be mad that it happened, not that I said it. Okay? Jennifer's just been giving me the ick. And she reminds me of that kind of friend that's just blindly loyal and that wants that blind loyalty because it doesn't matter what she does and it doesn't matter what Teresa does. They're going to support each other no matter what. And at the end of the day, it's okay to do that in front of the group. But in private, hold your friends accountable and let them know that they're looking a regular ass fool. What I don't like is when people give you the slow no. I learned this term when I lived in Los Angeles for a summer term. They were letting us know that like, oh, you're going to meet people, producers, whatever. They're going to talk to you. They're going to seem very interested. And they might even be. But you'll never get hear them say, no, I'm not interested in you for this part. They just won't say anything to you at all. I guess that's just ghosting now. Back in the day, it was called the slow no. But I'm, I don't appreciate that. Because you might turn around in next season, not see Jennifer around Teresa. If she keeps acting a fool. It, I just, I don't know. The behavior is weird. 
and the thirst for the crown. That's what it seems. It's like, okay, who's going to be the most provocative and the most, which I can understand why people don't like that this season. They're like, oh, this is boring because there's no art to it. The girls don't get it. And, you know, Jennifer just needs to maybe go to the, <laughs> the Karen Huger School for Girls and learn how to be entertaining but human because that's what's missing it's the humanity and she's bringing out these slow these terms like when she called margaret a booger and you're a booger wolf okay jennifer aiden girl you saw that on tiktok because i know nobody you know told you to say booger wolf because you don't know anybody who speaks like that i know that i don't care anybody you don't know her i i can tell she found that on Urban Dictionary. Now, if she was in the right circumstances, that would have been a sleigh. It wasn't because you're in this group of middle-aged women who live in like Bayonne and, and where do they live over there in just Franklin Lakes? Isn't that where they're supposed to? This is not the type, the crowd to know that Booger Wolf means you're a bear. And when Melissa did the definition, because I was that person, I was immediately getting the definition. A very ugly person. She's like, not like looks. Like, you're just someone who's very nasty. And I'm like, mm. if you immediately had to say that, what did you mean, honey? A booger wolf. Stop it. Stop it, Jen Shaw. With the girl. Just stop it. You're not Black Dolores. And we love Black Dolores in the Black community because Black Dolores is not trying to be Black. She's having her experience. It just happens, you know, I'm like, you kind of reminded me of Black Dolores. Anyway, Jennifer Aiden's not having her best season. She needs to calm down. She needs to, she needs to act like she smokes weed every night. Girl, you are the most crazy-ass stoner I've ever met. Calm down. Everyone needs to calm down. And I was loving how much fun they were having when they were out. They like put everything to the side. Well, everyone except Teresa. <laughs> we're here for Teresa's bachelorette. And Teresa doesn't want to be in a bar. <laughs> She's just over it. <laughs> LOL me at my bachelorette. Literally. Everyone's like, we need to go out. We need to do this. I'm like, no one needs to go out if they don't want to. They can go to bed. It's okay. I'm going to go have a cocktail and then I'm going to go to bed too. <laughs> I went out one night on my five night bachelorette. I mean, that's not true. I went out multiple nights, but I went like out one night. And that's fine because it's all up to you. You can make it what you want to make it, honey. It seemed like everyone was getting along. We're going to make it through. They're at breakfast. Everyone is having a genuine kiki. And here comes Melissa. Hey. Jesus Christ. Here comes Melissa. She just has to tell Rachel. She just has to. And under the circumstances of, in the world of the play, she does. She needs to tell Rachel, especially on camera. Yeah, she does. That's how these things work, everyone. And then, obviously, Danielle comes down. And she, I heard it's rat. I heard it's blood. I heard it's rat pudding. She's so bad. They do not like that rat word. Okay? They do not like the, the, the Italian girls from Jersey do not appreciate the rat word. 
And you know why, guys? It's because a lot of their ancestors, should I say ancestors or should I just say like their parents, their grandparents? You know, they don't play that mob mentality. I don't, I'm not saying that all of these women have to be involved with the mafia because they're Italian and from Jersey. But what I will say is that the way that they have been reacting to these kind of words, honey, because the rat is a snitch. And snitches get stitches. Okay? You don't rat. I don't know if y'all remember this. Little Kim went to prison because she said, I'm not telling, I'm not talking. And when she arrived at the prison, the girls was ready to take care of her. She came in there open arms. It's like an under, it's like an unspoken rule. You don't snitch. That's gangster mentality. That's how I know these girls might have some sort of connection. And by the way, they probably do, let's be honest. Allegedly. But this is what really started the the of the rest of the trip in this episode. Because now Rachel's got the ump with Danielle. And, you know, I am proud of Danielle for not lashing out at Margaret at that breakfast table. And being like, well, you told this girl, da, 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 da. which, by the way, you guys, if you're trying not to be a gossip, for instance, me, myself, I am a natural born gossip. I like to talk because also I like to talk shit about you in your face. Like, I want to ask you what happened. If I hear something and I'm like, wait a second, there's no way in hell she did that. Then I'm going to I'm going to ask you to your face. I heard that this happened to you, girl. I know you didn't do that. And if I find that you did, then I have to be like, girl, you really did that? So there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but if you're trying not to be a gossip, what do you do? You tell your one best friend. You're not expecting that then your relationship with that person falls into shambles and then they go tell everybody the shit. They, I don't care. I said say this in the last podcast. I don't care who you are, or what kind of bitch you are, I will let life ruin you before I spread shit about you because nine times out of ten, you know some shit about me too. <laughs> it goes both ways, y'all. You point a finger at somebody and you've got three fingers pointed right back at you. Period. Dot. That's just how it works. You can't do that kind of stuff. So I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, now, I guess if the insinuation is that she's making it up, then why would she tell her, oh, Melissa's supposed to be her? No, 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 no. Margaret was best friends with this Laura lady long before she was even on Housewives. So you have to understand that that kind of loyalty and that allegiance that she has to her before this argument they've had, before this big breakdown in the relationship that they have had, is going to come before any of these housewife girls. And so if she doesn't want to be it to be on the show, if she heard this or she saw this, whatever, and she said, oh, my God, I can't bring this up on the show, but I just need to talk about it to someone. She can't tell her husband because his ass might bring it up on the show or bring it up loose lip, just let it slip. Because my man is like that. My man don't tell lies. So sometimes shit just slips because he, don't lie, he doesn't lie. And if you try to challenge him on some motherfucking shit, he's going to tell you the truth. Which, you know, if I be hearing some gossip... <laughs> It's certain shit I can't tell my man because he just, listen, it might come out. So I can understand why she might just tell that one person. So, I mean, uh, you guys are, you guys, you guys are pushing it. And we're on a reality TV show. Jennifer Aiden is still mad that Margaret Joseph's 
blew the cover of her perfect family. That's why she's mad. And now she actually has to address those issues because she was buying into the facade and the veneer of her perfect life as well. Nothing's perfect. Y'all, we have to feel pain. We have to have highs. We have to have lows. You can't just, everything can't just be perfect. No relationship is perfect. Okay? How many wives out there are still cleaning up pee off the toilet seat? And off the damn floor of the toilet. And it's probably some husbands doing that too. Okay? Things can't be perfect. You gotta take it how it is. It's about the long haul. So, you know, I, I understand why she was hurt and why she was embarrassed by it. But you can't, there's no way in hell you write those kind of checks that you cannot cash. Living in that super Walmart house with all the coin y'all have. You was writing a check that your ass could not catch, Jennifer Aiden. <laughs> LOL, not cash, catch. Catch. I'm going to say catch. Your ass can't catch. <laughs> you did that. You were being so critical. So, oh my God, I can't believe you. I can't believe. I can't believe. Girl, you, you, your man had an affair. And you're still married to him. So how can you not believe it? It happened to you. I told y'all I don't like it. I cannot stand a hypocrite. So that bled over into... This bus ride. They're going to go shopping. Dolores has put together this event. Dolores is just, she's slaying me. She's making me want to go to Dublin. I love traveling. I have been to so, I've been like 15 plus countries at this point. I've never been to Ireland. I've not really had that big of an interest because, you know, it just seems like, oh, there's like, you know, it's beautiful, I'm sure, but it's similar. I mean, it's like a similar play, like, you know, UK, you know, you go to London, this place, whatever. That's kind of ignorant to say, but I'm like, okay. I haven't been to Africa yet. I haven't been to the Middle East other than inside of an airport. So maybe I should try something like that before I go to another country in the UK. That's all I'm saying. But this trip, and my fiance is going to Dublin next week for work, the bitch. I'm like, I should have came. I should have made sure I was going to come along on this trip with you. Damn it. So they're on the bus. And I think this conversation that they had at breakfast kind of bled into this bus conversation. Because I think Rachel Fida has had a conversation with the producer. I think she's in her feelings. I think she's pissed. I think she's got a thing or two to say and to prove. Because she's not going to allow this girl, her storyline to be that she's a rat. She's, just, she's like, I'm just now painting my picture. I'm just now creating my image. This cabral is not going to rat me. Uh-uh. She's not having it. They're on their bus. The girls are just having a chat. It's actually the loveliest chat about marriage and infidelity and Jen Fessler's crying. And so I'm, I mean, I'm literally at home like crying because I'm like, oh my goodness, this is so real. And this is actually what makes Housewives so beautiful and so amazing is because these women get to have these moments that a lot of people who maybe like don't have these groups of friends or who don't have these connections with people are watching on television. And they can see, oh yeah, I went through that. I decided to stay with him. You know, Jen Fessler talks about how she was experiencing infidelity in her marriage, and she said, fuck this, I'm leaving. Because everyone's like, oh, and then you stayed at a dish. But she ended up going, you know, getting back with her husband because that's what was best for the both of, for the, for the both of them. And I really, I really, <laughs> I really wish Rachel hadn't piped in they're talking about family dynamics and they're talking about this and rachel asked Teresa if her children are close with melissa's children now girl if you're supposed to be if your kids are supposed to be best friends 
with Melissa's kids, you know the answer to that question. So what producer gave Rachel a three-point outline of how she was going to become back in the driver's seat in this season? Because do they all have their own producers? I don't know people in that world. The people I know who work in reality TV and production, etc., do are on the Wii TV and the MTV and the shit that we can really talk about nasty. But I got a right mind to think her producer said to her, you know, that was unfair, blah, 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 blah. You're just trying to be a good friend. Well, let's see what, I, let's see what something else is going on here. Because the hamster wheel of Teresa and Melissa will, Melissa will take the bait. She'll take it. And as validated as I, for the first time ever, I was like, thank God Melissa fucking showed her true feelings about this feud. When she says to her, well, you know, if, if you want them to be close, why don't you show them what closeness looks like by having me in your wedding, et cetera, et cetera. I said, oh, jeepers, creepers. It's petty of Teresa. Come on. It's so petty of her uh, over this girl not being able to come to a... Yeah. Listen, if it was that big of a deal, you guys would have made a point to be at all of the kids' christenings Sweet 16s. Did I just give this girl a quinceanera? They are not not Spanish. (laughs) For her sweet 16. And then Melissa says, well, you know, you know, Gabriella missed for a soccer. It's like, it's okay. And she's like, oh, it's always tit for tat with you. (laughs) It's like, it's not tit for tat. She's just letting you know these things happen. And when it happens to us, we don't make a big deal about it. It's just how many times are we going to go through this? You guys, how many times are we going to go through it? And then I understood, boom, this is the ammunition that Melissa has needed. I hope that she thinks, I hope that it goes the way she thinks it's going to go. Because the way I think it's going to go is if you end your relationship with Teresa, you're probably going to jeopardize your spot on the show because like Teresa or not like her, they wouldn't stop filming if Margaret Josephs went to prison for a year. They would continue to film. It's going to say that. But I did feel Melissa. I felt her in the, oh, in the loins of my soul, in the crevices of my booty hole. I felt clenching when I was like, ooh, I don't even have a daughter yet. But the, the idea of my baby girl, don't say, especially my sister, first of all, that was my, my biological sister, let alone my sister-in-law. Okay, I have five sister-in-laws to be. I treat them like my sister-in-laws already because we've been in this thing for so long together, but I wish one of them, what the hell? They don't, they don't do that. They don't talk about each other's kids like that because you don't. You don't, and also you don't put the accountability in the lap of a 16-year-old child. As mature as she might be, as developed as she might be, mentally, emotionally, she is a child, and she has parents who are still guiding her into her adulthood. Also, you are a fucking adult, Teresa. Shut up. When she brought that up, I was like, oh, wow. You just... You're being Teresa again. <laughs> like, she deserved any smoke that she might get, but then Melissa's going to bite her tongue and call Joe about it and be like, we're not going to the wedding. Which I'm like, oh, that's, that's such a permanent decision. Because even if I'm mad at you, 
like really, really mad at you. Like my sister was pissing me off. My best friend's pissing me off. I'm going to go to your wedding and I'm going to be supportive because that moment I will probably have for us fighting. I probably will have forgot about that when I'm 60. But if I'm looking through my wedding album and I don't see you, that's going to tear. That's going to be a constant reminder of something basic. And Melissa says it to her, I'm not bringing in the next generation because stop it. Stop. It's annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying. <laughs> you know what's annoying? Rachel Fuda and these white witches. Girl. You brought these these white witches all the way over across the sea with you to Dublin, Ireland. So New Jersey. Like it's just like it's just like a little springtime wedge. <laughs> For her to be the youngest one. I'm like Rachel, and I know you. You, I know you're. You got a couple of dollars. Y'all, y'all got fifty living businesses. I know you got some revenue. You got some nice perky plastic surgery. So there's money to spend. I think that she also probably does spend money on the thing. It's like you can't. You can. Someone can be into trends, and like can like be into fashion, but having style is a completely different subject. It's why someone who from is from the the inner city or like someone who's from a poor neighborhood can outdress a bitch who lives on Park Avenue times fifty eight. Because it's about style, it's about cool points, and I just don't know if Rachel's got them yet. But she might get a stylist between her this season and next season if she gets another season. God, this whole trip is just making me love Dolores. It really is. It's just making me love Dolores because in regards to Rachel, like. Have y'all been peeping her reactions? <laughs> and even in her confessional, she's like, Rachel just shouldn't have brought it up. She just shouldn't have brought it up. Shouldn't have brought it up. And um, it's just getting out of hand, this whole thing. Like, she brought it up on the bus, and they're having this argument. Teresa's being basic. It's just, and it's spiraling out of control. And then now Melissa's trying to, they're out shopping, and she's trying to use Teresa's words against her, which makes me think, how long have you been waiting to pull this this vial, this is vile, and I want to cut the cancer out. Quote back when Teresa still had three head, not a forehead. You that's a long time ago. She had she still had a three head, and you want to bring this up now? You want to use this? I I could just kind of want to say this to her, and I'm like, oh Melissa, you need to see a therapist. You need to see a therapist about this so you can move past it because unfortunately, it is family, and if you guys can't seem to like fake it till you make it, this is it. This is the end of the line. It'll be the Gorgas and then it'll be the rule, the rulers. <laughs> the rulers. Because <laughs> all of those Judice girls are going to get married and, you know, if they're anything like their mother, they're going to be super traditional. They'll be changing their names. Honey, that'll be it. It's the end of the line, which is fine. <laughs> Me, a queer person who is going to adopt children. I'm like, it's the end of the line. <laughs> I just mean, when I say the end of the line, it's the end of that bond, right? I can't imagine my kids not being friends with my sister's kids, even if they only see them once or twice a year. And maybe that's the key to this all. Maybe they, they need to live in different states and only see each other a couple of times a year. I'm telling y'all, that will help. It will help a lot of things. It'll help a lot of things. It won't help. Jennifer Aiden in her clown era and her safari era. It's not going to help her. Damn, I'm still thinking about her saying, you're a booger wolf. And then at the very end, she brings it back up. It's like booger wolf saying it all black-like. 
girl. Uh -uh. Do not do that. <laughs> anyway, going back to this whole wedding fiasco, you know, maybe they need a little space. Maybe they need a little space because when Melissa's on the phone to Joe and she's saying to him, I just don't feel like we should be at the wedding. He's totally correct in that. If we don't, Teresa's trying to put, maybe I don't know if he's correct in that she's trying to push him away, but this behavior, if it was being done to me by my one and only sister, I'm trying to get my sister to realize that she's not giving a speech at my wedding because it's not a wedding. It's just a beautiful sit down dinner. <laughs> like, we're, I'm giving it, you're not. So the idea that she wouldn't want to come to the wedding or that she wouldn't want to be involved. Or that she and I couldn't have an honest conversation about her concerns re my relationship. That does that for me, that seems so crazy. And the fact that Danielle is having the same kind of situation with her brother. I don't talk to my brother. And listen, I know all about not speaking to toxic family members. Don't get it twisted. And I'm all for it. If somebody is making you feel some type of way. I'm all for it. Like if they're making you put you in a toxic place, cut it, let it go. And maybe that's where they are right now. Maybe they are just two magnets that are not going to it. It's like that before, right before a magnet attaches, they just won't give in. They just won't give in because he may not be correct in the fact that Teresa is trying to push them away. But if she is, they're going to look bad by not going. They just need to bite their cheek and go. Enjoy the dinner. And go. And if it plays out from the way social media made it seem, he's not going to let her know that he's not coming until like the day of the wedding. Which is trashy. It's so trashy. It's almost as trashy as that skyscraper that Teresa wore on her head down the aisle. Did she think that's what Marie Antoinette and the girls were giving back in the day? They weren't giving that. I need that wig. Josie, don't do it. If I play, we could drop a blade on Teresa's hair piece for her wedding. Could have been a landing spot for Blade. Need a quick trip from the airport, JFK to Manhattan in New Jersey. Girl, don't do it. And. Rachel has her little hand in a lot of the shit that went down in this episode. And I'm, I haven't decided whether I love that or hate it. I, I think it feels like I hate it right now because the timing is wrong. The timing is, the timing is off. If everyone's having a great time and a kiki and a cow and a go, don't fuck it up. When you get on the sprinter van and you're wasted and you say to Danielle, oh girl, we just had such a great time. Why are you calling me a rat girl? Okay. That's what you do. You don't just interrupt the dinner and then Marge has to take over with her asides and her addressing people. And, you know, I was very happy that she owned the drug addict comment because come on, smoking pot at night is not, you're not, you just, come on. She did keep, she did hold on to the disheveled part. She said, well, she is disheveled. So, <laughs> and that's why I love Marge. Okay, y'all, maybe they need to bring someone in who can actually go back and forth with the Marge, actually. Because what happens with Jennifer is her, her, her IQ is not 
at the same place as the Marge. And so what happens is the Marge just actually gets pissed off at Jennifer because the conversations don't make sense. It's like arguing with a brick wall. And I, I am trying my best in my, in my life to be a person who can walk away from those kind of arguments, but I get it. I've been arguing with someone and I'm like, I have laid out in a dissertation, in a thesis statement, 16 different ways that you are inexplicably and completely, totally incorrect. And you're just going to scream louder than me so that I can't get a word out edgewise. And that's going to be this conversation. And at that point, I'm like, really, I'm, I'm willing to Mia throw a glass of wine over, throw a glass of drink, you know, Teresa Judice pushing some drinks over the table. That's where I'm at at that point. Because it gets so annoying. It becomes so annoying. And that's how they leave the episode. Having this disagreement at the restaurant, this like gorge restaurant. And now, whenever they see me coming over there in Dublin, they're not going to be happy about it. They're going to say, oh, here comes another American here to scream at the top of their goddamn lungs. They're here to scream and shout. I don't want to be, I don't want to have that. I want to have love. I want to have love. Like, I just want to have love. Not a great way to end. I need an, I need a complete episode of fun. I think word to Bravo. Re the housewives, re summer house, re all of your programming that I watch. Cause I don't watch below deck and all that other shit. I can't, I can't be bothered with that. We need the joy. We need it. They need to have fun. They need to have experiences that we covet as our normal plebeian selves. The things that we cannot do that they can. That's our Real House Ultimate Goals Trip. Goals. Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip is such a smash because they're in these gorgeous places doing these crazy things, but they're being ignorant. All the same. Staying true to themselves in a luxurious destination that I may or may not be able to afford. Okay? I don't know. And then they give us a preview for, for the week. Oh, goodness. The first thing I just had to say was, Marge! Marge, you have, you have gone back on every bit of progress that we saw in this episode, my queen. We're going to have to send her to her chambers for a hot bath. I just, you know, she's human. <laughs> But I'm just like, Marge. I think there's definitely a difference, you know, between her telling her friend about something and, but there's just been all this stuff. And in addition to next week's episode preview, I've been seeing online these rumors. Also, these are alleged because they are coming from her ex-best friend. And like that bitch obviously has an axe to grind. Melissa was very upset with Andy at Watch What Happens Live, and she had her neck rolling about how he knew who this woman was because she had auditioned thrice. But I think there is a difference between, I said it earlier, there's a difference between Margaret telling this girl secrets as a friend, as she would tell, I'm sure she's told Margaret a bunch of secrets and Jackie, but I don't like that the woman is now 
just coming out with stuff so that she can lose all her friends and easily. I mean, it's like, I just, at this point, I kind of don't believe it. She's like, she said that Jackie was boring and this and this and this. And I haven't seen any receipts yet. If you have any receipts, send them to me. I'll have a look. I'll have a look. Once I'm educated, I can change my mind about things. Surely. But I just, you know, I just think it's like, am I supposed to believe that? It's like the media, it's like, you'll see something out in the media about something. And then two days later, it'll happen to a different demographic and you're like oh are we trying to now compare apples and oranges don't do that don't do that it's not the same and i'm very just happy that melissa is wearing sunglasses as she starts to cry about Teresa and where her parents are from and how she starts her journey as they're making this art mural therapy situation so it, it does have me intrigued it does have me excited for what's to come and um, I would like to see a little bit more of a diversity in the mess. Because at this point, I'm like, what is this, honey? What is this, honey? What is it? Y'all still going to keep arguing about this? Melissa, you said it. It's a two decades old thing. It's not my fault. Da, da, da. Okay, but it's, are you going to let it go or not? Because what's happening is you're not letting it go. I think if you're going to be silent, just be silent about it every time and let her look like a piece of shit. Just let her dig herself a grave. Instead of trying to make yourself look better, because my issue is, is the concern about the relationship with the family or is the concern about your image, you and your husband's image? Because how are you going to pay for that house if you're not on the show? Because if Lisa Hochstein is making half a million dollars a year as a real housewife, I can only imagine what Melissa Gorga brings in. Her husband is also making a check off of it. That's the thing. So just, it, just makes me, it just makes me wonder. Makes me wonder a lot of things. I also wonder who is doing Louis Botox because it looks amazing. Or is the video of him crying outside Rue La old? It's old. Yeah, it's old, right? That that Botox era for him, supreme. Truly gorgeous. Truly stunning. The drag delusion from RuPaul's Drag Race has extended to our Real Housewives stars because he's delusional, you guys. He has all sorts of thoughts that aren't real. <laughs> They're not real. They don't make no, they don't make no kind of sense. You know, it's just, it's strange to me, but I'm excited to see the next week. I'm excited that we got to do this little recap. This episode's premiering on a Monday. A little Jersey recap. I hope you guys enjoyed Zell, right? She's the best. I was very thrilled and overjoyed to have my first guest on the podcast on Friday, and I am looking forward to many, many more. I love that you guys have continued to tune in and follow. Listen, if you're listening to the podcast every week, like it, follow it, click the five stars. You don't have to write a single damn review. Just hit me up. Let me know how you feel in my comments and my DMs if you want to cuss me out. Or just tell me to my face like my friends have been doing. They've just been like, I don't like this about it. And I'm like, okay, thanks. Um, but only tell me once because if I don't change it, that means I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but please, yes, follow me wherever you're listening. Give me five stars. The more of you guys that are following, the more opportunities that we're all going to have for fun on the podcast. I'm so happy that you guys have come back to listen to another episode of What Is This, Honey? Have an amazing, gorgeous, lovely, beautiful, beautiful life.